Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello, this is Ian Lee. Thank you so much for downloading Ian Lee's Random Access Memories, a retro gaming podcast. Do check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash Ian Lee, I-A-I-N-L-E-E. And also go to my YouTube channel and look for the Random Access Memories there. Again, it's youtube.com slash Ian Lee. Thanks for downloading. Um, by James Farley, who is um, one of the hosts of the Computer Game Show podcast. We had David on earlier on. Um, it's one of my favorite gaming podcasts. How long have you been doing that for? Because I know David's background a little bit more, but what is your background with the pod? So, you see, I, I actually started, you see, I, I, I met David on Xbox Live back in, I think, right at the start when Xbox Live first first began. And oh, wow. just completely randomly, like we met, we were on a, a forum together, and then we, yeah, we ended up uh, sort of playing games online together. And then we just kind of, I wouldn't say we hit it off, but we kind of like chatted quite a lot. And then yeah. he he came to me with this, and he said, "Oh, I've, I've just recorded this podcast, um, you know." And this was when podcasts were pretty new. You know, there's, you know, people weren't really, uh, you know, weren't doing them so much. And uh, he said, "Yo, can you give it a listen?" I listened to it. I thought it's, it's all right. It's not, not too bad, you know, whatever you know, I was doing. And so that was how Joypod was born. And he used to, like, send me, like, advanced ones for me to listen to sometimes. And, you know, I got to, you know, go through them. But then later on, after a couple of years, he, he just said, he said, oh, do you want to join? Do you want to be on it? And I was like, first of all, I was very nervous about doing that because I thought, you know, I'm not sure right. I've got anything to say. You know, I'm not sure I'll be able to articulate myself. I thought, you know, it's it's maybe not going to be not going to go so well. And the first one I ever did was, do you remember? I don't know if you know, it was on Play Radio as well. I remember Play Radio, a very short-lived uh, online radio station. It's quite ahead of its time, yeah. really, for two reasons. One, it was online. It was set mm-hmm. up by Tommy Boyd. One, because it was online. Two, because it really flirted quite heavily with right-wing uh, racism. <laughs> not your show uh, at we all. We didn't do that. Yeah, that was... No, uh, but yeah. it, there, was, there was... So it was, it was very innovative <laughs> in that way. But yes, the, I did a little bits and bits and pieces there, and you guys yeah. were on there. 
And so, yeah, so I, I went on that a couple of times, and then eventually they, he just said, oh, do you want to join, like, full-time as, like, a, as, like, the third person, like, on the show? But at that time, I, I, I was like, yeah, yeah, I'd love to do that. But then I moved to China, and just as I was about right. to join, I moved there, and he was like, well, obviously you can't do it from there, so that's that over. Yeah. And so then I, I still listened to it while I was away, and uh, when I came back, I found that Sean had stolen my... Uh, Stolen my spot on the on the podcast. Oh, okay. and, this uh, is this is uh, Sean Bell. Yes. So we should we should mention Sean and Matt because mm-hmm. there are other people uh, uh, involved. Mm-hmm. And so you came back from China thinking, "Sweet, I'm going to be in this nice little cushy yeah. um, podcast." Oh, there's some guy, isn't it? Yes, yeah, he totally ripped off my space, and I wasn't very happy about that. And uh, but then, yeah, it worked out okay because then they had me on as a as a fourth, and uh, so it was it worked out. It's it's such a good show. It's so entertaining. You pull a face as I say that, but, but what what do you? Th- it's difficult to look at the stuff that we make objectively. Mm. What do you think of the computer game show? See, I'm never really sure what to make of it, and the reason for this is is I never see, I never listen back to it. Like I very very rarely listen back to it because I don't. It's not that I don't like listening to myself. It's just that I just think well I was there. I kind of remember. <laughs> What so with you on that. Yeah. I don't don't need to go through that again. You know, it was uh, it was fine. Um, occasionally I do, but I mean, I'm really glad that people seem to like it. Like that seems to be uh, that seems to be that's that's pretty cool. But generally, the best thing about it is you know, like getting around to sit around with with my friends and have a chat. Yeah. And despite all the things that happen, they are my friends. You know, <laughs> so it's uh, uh, it's cool. I I never listen back to anything I've ever done. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and uh, you know, stuff I've done in the past, I've worked with producers or co-presenters, they do all the editing. With this, I have to listen back to bits of it because I've got to, you know, sweeten it up a little bit. Oh, I hate it. And it, it is two reasons. One, I hate the sound of my voice. Mm-hmm. I notice I do this swallow thing quite a lot like I just did then. Mm-hmm. And two, it's like, right, well, that's done now. What, what's, what's the next thing yeah. to do? Exactly. You just think, I've, you know, I've lived that. That's, I don't need to relive it. <laughs> you get... Um, uh, you get a lot of nice comments because it's not just gaming. It's four men talking about everything, about being dads, about being partners, about being sons, about mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's more common now, but it, it's only just becoming more common to hear men talking like that. And you've been doing that stuff for years. And I've heard a lot of the feedback that you get. You get a lot of stuff from new dads, don't you? Yes, yeah, we get we get a lot of uh, people that are expecting children and things like that. And I think partly that's because we've always we've always been very upfront about talking about it because yeah. I see when I, I I never liked that whole thing about you know nobody everyone seemed scared to talk about what it's like having children in yeah. any in any way sort of saying that it's not like this amazing wondrous experience where. There is those aspects to it. Absolutely, that happens. But also, a lot of the time, it's really hard work and can be quite, you know, can be quite heavy on the family. And so, we always really wanted to sort of talk about that to let people, not just to let people know that, you know, it's normal to feel like this and to have these sort of mixed emotions about this sometimes. But it was just, yeah, it was good to chat together and to sort of uh, see how we we were all feeling, you know, about different things we were going through. I mean, it's weird because you see, my my kids are um, older than everyone else's. They're right. By about sort of five or six years or so, so it's yeah. quite funny because I like I hear now what they're going through, and I'm like, you've got more to come, <laughs> like, <laughs> like soon, but you don't know. It's uh, yeah, which I, is quite interesting. My boys are going to be twelve and fourteen very soon, mm-hmm. and um, I'm going to tread around this delicately because I don't want them to embarrass them if they heard this. But I heard, I overheard a conversation that they didn't know I could hear, mm-hmm. where they didn't say it, but they were hinting at a really bad word. 
Mm -hmm. One of the worst words. They were hinting at it. Mm -hmm. And I heard it. And I thought, man, I've got to have a conversation with them about this. And I went in and I said, guys, look, I just heard what you're saying. No one's in trouble. They didn't even say the word. They were just in. So no one's in trouble. I need to explain why that word, mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me, why that word is so powerful mm-hmm. and why it's a word that we should, we should you know, hold back mm-hmm. for a special occasion. <laughs> and we did it and I was uncomfortable and they were uncomfortable and I was able to say, look, there's going to be a few more of these uncomfortable chats. It's part of being a dad. I love you both so much. Mm. Um, and then they battered the crap out of each other because that's what 12 and 14 year old boys do mm-hmm. but that is uh that stuff doesn't get talked about you've got to have conversations yeah. that are really uncomfortable for everyone involved yeah and we, we're going through that at the moment like with my like with my son he because we live in germany now and he's just started right. doing like sex education at school and yeah. he's 10 years old and so there's been some really interesting conversations that have come up around this but it's yeah. it's it's weird because you see like when i was growing up no one ever told me like we never talked about this at home ever like anything mm-hmm. at all i then found out later that my dad had given my sister who's 10 years older than me the talk like about it uh, you know like he he'd sort of like explained the whole thing to her and then a couple like when i was uh, maybe in my 20s i said to him one day why didn't you say anything to me about this at all? And he just said, oh, I thought you knew it all. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, yeah. I was give. I seem to remember my mum gave me, she had this, like this little, it was, wasn't a pamphlet, but it would, I wouldn't call it a book. Maybe it was green and it was clearly made in about 1976, three years after mm-hmm. I was born. And she said, right, you probably want to read that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're, we're all. I wonder we're uptight. Our generation. I'm a bit older than you, but but that's. I mean, that's exactly like my wife's. That was my wife's experience as well. Like she grew up in right. China, and like when her mum wanted to explain this to her, she left a magazine on the table which had like an article, and then just said, "Read that." <laughs> just you know, have a read of that. <laughs> it's, just... it's amazing that anything ever gets done. Yeah, uh, I will. <clears throat> I got a frog in my throat today. I will, my eldest, I, you, you know, and I kind of did say at the end of this conversation, I said, Alex, we've we got a few more conversations mm-hmm. coming up fairly soon. And, you know, I'm sure they're having a great sex education in this school. I've, I was never taught or told by my dad about respect. How many were having this conversation? We're supposed to talk about <laughs> Alex's kid. We'll get to Alex in a minute. But, you know, I was never taught conversation about respecting mm-hmm. and, and all of that stuff. And I feel I want to sit down with my boys at some mm-hmm. point and say, look, I'm sure you know the mechanics. If any questions, mm-hmm. ask me. However, there is this thing called respect and there is uh, um, consent and there is treating people the way that they deserve to be treated mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. Do you feel, would you feel comfortable having that conversation? Yeah, I mean, that's that's the kind of conversations I've been having with him, actually, because okay. he's had a couple of... You see, he hasn't really had any questions about the like the mechanical side of the whole thing at all. Yep. But other questions about, like, you know, emotional side and that sort of thing, he has asked questions about, Great. really. And uh, which has been, I mean, I feel, because I, I always say to him, you know, you can just, just chat with me about this. And I, I always try and, when I talk to him about this, I try and talk to him as straight as possible. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't, and so far I think it's worked okay. It's, um, but I don't know, we'll see what happens. He's only 10 years well, old, so. <laughs> listen, what's the, the, the Larkin poem? They F you up, your mum and dad. They mm-hmm. don't mean to, but they do. Mm-hmm. How amazing, though, you have created an environment where he feels he can come and say those things and ask those things yeah. to you. And it's also, I mean, yeah, although it's, it's quite funny for my wife as well, because he, he loves asking her questions. And like just the other day, like he was just about to go to school. He got his, had his bag on just walking out. Then he just he just said to her, you know that 
Can I say this? I don't know what I can say on here. You can say it, and if you can't, not we can bleep it out. No, he was, he was like, do you know, in class they said that sometimes people lick things like this. <laughs> and then he was like, wow. and then she was like, okay, better go to school now. And he just, he just walked off, and it's just... Stuff like that is just really weird. But, um, uh, you know. <laughs> going back to your childhood, mm-hmm. get video games, were they an important part of growing up? When did they enter your life? Um, I think probably, I mean, there was obviously the Granny's Garden was, I think, one of my first experiences. Because when, when I was in school, the schools were all equipped with like BBC, uh, mostly yeah. like BBC Micros or like BBC Masters and, and stuff like that. Yeah. So I, it was always this thing in the classroom that I was drawn to as being like, you know, this just, just fascinates me. Like, I want, I want to, you know, engage with this. Um, my father was also a, a school head teacher as well. Uh, not of the school that I uh-huh. went to, but of a, like a, another school. And so he used to bring that home uh, during the holiday, um, like the BBC oh. Master. So like some schools, you get the, the gerbil to look after. Mm-hmm. We got you the Master. Got the, you got the BBC Master yeah. system. Wow. Which was pretty cool because we, I mean, he used to bring it home. You, I mean, that's when I first played things like Defender, like Chucky Egg and stuff like that. Yeah. Because... Uh, yeah, you know, there was like I don't know why there was like a disc of like games, but there there was, and uh, yeah, and also like all the educational stuff and things like that. But actually, like in general, my parents were were not that keen on gaming, like at all. It was not something they really encouraged me to do. But I became quite obsessed with it quite early on. And I used to go over friends' houses, and they were always like, you know, they had like you know, Mass System, NES, and stuff like that, and Atari and things like that. And I just really wanted one, and. But I, all the time I was always asking, you know, can I can I get this? Can I get this? And they were just like, no, no, it's, it's, it's not going to happen. And um, but eventually I ended up. I mean, the reason I wanted to talk about Alex Kid is because I ended up um, getting a Master System Two, which was like the revision model of the first one. And I think yeah. it, I think it was 1989 or maybe 1988 or 89. And what it was is I went into a competition in Rice Krispies. You know, like the... <laughs> so, so sorry, that sentence has done me in. I went into a competition in Rice Krispies. Yeah. I was not expecting that. Go on, carry on. So what they were doing, this was this was in the 80s. And it was funny because actually today I was just looking up on eBay just to see if the stuff yeah. was still, you know, if you could get any of this stuff, you know, like from before. But they were running this, this like competition whereby it was the usual, like, collect these tokens and then send off a tiebreaker. Actually, it wasn't, I wasn't expecting to win the Master System, which I did. You know, that's that's what happened. I really wanted the the toy that they that they sent out, you know, with it, because oh. what it was was it was like a Sega Master System pad that that I had the sort of like a sort of a gun that you could like point at things and shoot and it made noises and I just thought okay. that looked I was I mean I was like nine years old and I thought that is the coolest thing ever and yeah. uh, so I really wanted that so that that was the motivation and then I ended up winning the machine and it was wow. um it was incredible yeah you know, I came home and uh, yeah they. I mean, I did, my parents did the usual thing and made me do all the homework and everything. And they were like, "Oh, this came for you," and uh, it was it was my system too. And hang on, you came home, you did your homework and yeah. stuff, and then then they went, oh, "Oh yeah, by the way, there's this." Yeah, basically, yeah. It was. Wow. <laughs> that must I've I have never heard of anyone winning any of those competitions mm-hmm. before. I don't think I've ever heard of anyone winning a, a, a console. At all, that must have been mind blowing at that age. It really was, and also because you know, in, in those days, there's no internet. You don't know like what these machines are. Like, I didn't know that this was like a you know a, a second version of like the original one that my mates had, and I was like, what is this? Because it looks really different. You know what they've got, and yeah. Uh, yeah, then discovered you know that it was same thing, just uh, you know revised down, made a bit smaller, that kind of thing. Yeah, like like the sim models we get nowadays. 
Did it come with a game, or did, did you have to go out and buy some? Well, it did. You see, this is why it came with Alex Kidd. And it so, was Alex Kidd in Miracle Yeah, World. Alex Kidd in Miracle okay. So this, this was the, the pack-in for it. I mean, later on, they changed it to um, Sonic the Hedgehog, and, but this, you know, Alex Kidd was the one that I got. And, okay. But you see, but I spent a lot of my time when I was that age, like, saving cash, because I used to get, I think it was like pound fifty a week or whatever, you know, like pocket money. And yeah. I used to, you know, like outside the newsagent's boards, they'd have, like, people selling games and stuff, you know, like second-hand games and things. You know, like... No. You know, like, you, well, maybe it was just where I live, but, you know, you had, like, the newsagents, and they used to have, like, the advertising board outside, and then it would, like, people would stick up, like, these things, like, for, you know... Oh, like, um, the, the postcards yes. in the windows yeah. and stuff. Some of them... Quite naughty. Yeah. I, no, I didn't. I didn't know people were selling video games. Yeah, yeah. So there, there was way. all like secondhand Master System games up there. So I used to like, save my cash. And the, I mean, I wanted to talk about Alex <laughs> Kidd, but then the worst thing was was I, see, I saved like I, yeah, exactly. It's like a pound fifty a week. I, I had some expenses. I had to buy the Beano and stuff like that. So that's fifty p a of week course. or whatever gone. Yeah. And so it took me probably about two months or so to save up ten pounds. And I was like, I went down to Dixon's in the in the town centre, and yeah. uh, you know to see what games I could buy. And I was really excited. But then I realised I could only buy from the budget range because all the good games were like twenty or thirty quid. And yeah. I ended up with this game called Transbot, which is one of the worst games. It's appallingly awful. I- don't think I've heard of it. What I, I do like appalling games. What is Transbot? So it's kind of like a side-scrolling, kind of like our type, you know, kind of game. Yeah. But very slow and very monotonous with no end. Like, it's, it's just terrible music and awful. And I remember, like, getting it home, putting it in, trying to convince myself that it was good, like, for, yeah. for quite a long period of time. And uh, then trying to trade it with people at school. And then, unfortunately, it worked a couple of times, but then the word got round that it was terrible. And yeah. uh, nobody wanted to trade it with me anymore. Uh, so back to Alex Kidd. Yeah, that was the thing. Um, I kind of missed out on this generation of computers. I was really into the... I had a BBC Micro. Mm-hmm. I went from a Dragon 32 to a BBC Micro, both quite dull computers, always envious of the Spectrums and the Commodores. Mm-hmm. But I, I loved it. I really, really enjoyed it. And then I must have got to about... Oh, it must have been about 88, 89, 16, 17. And I just got bored of it. It, mm-hmm. it wasn't doing it for me. I, I discovered, you know, beer and all kinds of things like that. So I missed out on, on the NES and the Master System and all of that stuff. A couple of drunken nights playing Sonic with mm-hmm. a few people. But I didn't get back into gaming until years later. I went around to a friend's house. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. They had a black box on the telly. I said, what's that? Yeah. And they went, oh, it's a, it's a Sega Saturn. Do you want to have a go? I went, yeah, yeah, I'll give it a go. And I played Wipeout on it. Mm-hmm. And it was 
oh my god, video games got this good. Yeah. But I did have a period where I borrowed a Master System uh, for a week, mm-hmm. and I did play Al- Alex Kidd on it. Alex Kidd and I think Sonic are the only two games I've ever played mm-hmm. on there. And Alex Kidd, I'm so bad at those games. I've, I've, I, re- I watched someone doing it today mm-hmm. on YouTube. And, of course, on YouTube, they make it look so easy. Yeah, it's really not. Getting all the jumps and the punches <laughs> in the right place. I struggled so badly mm-hmm. with it. How did you find it? Well, you see, I mean, this was this for a while. This was pretty much the only game I had, so I spent a lot right. of time with it because yeah, there was no other uh, you know there was no other avenues for being getting games at that time. And also, this was the other thing that was really annoying because Transbot, as I mentioned, I had the cartridge for that, so I could trade it even though nobody wanted it. People in yeah. my class wanted Alex Kid, but it was built in, so I couldn't couldn't trade it. You see, oh, so. oh, okay. So, the, okay, I see what you mean. I thought you it meant it came with a cartridge. No, it was actually part of the system. Yeah, it was part of the system. So you, when you switched it on, that was the first <laughs> game that would play. And so that was really irritating. I had some hot property here, but I couldn't yeah. share it with anybody, which was really, really annoying. And uh, yeah, so I, I spent a lot of time playing it. And it's it's funny because going back to it, because I, pl- I played it like every couple of years now and again, I, I put it back on. And I just realized, I mean, it was it was hard. It's a very difficult game. And yeah. it's also incredibly unfair as well in, in many parts. But also there are things, I mean, now I would say there's many technical things wrong with it. Like, the, the, you know, the collision detection is terrible. Um there's also, you know, you saw like the whole um, rock, paper, scissors, like minigame stuff. Yeah, that I remembered that from when I played it. Mm-hmm. Which that's, I mean, that's an odd mechanic, like to have like as a, as a boss like battle. Fortunately, they're not, um, you know, it's not randomized each time. So if you've been through it a couple of times, you could just write down what the answers are and then you could like get through it, which makes it a bit pointless, you know, uh, you know yeah. which is not so good. But then the other thing about the game that made it very difficult was the fact that there were so many things in it which were, there's no way you could know. Like it was completely, it was a bit like, um, do you know Castlevania 2? Um, I'm not too hot on the Castlevanias. What was 2? So Castlevania 2, it was uh, Simon's Quest, I think it was. It was, that had a part in it where... To get further in the game, you had to walk over to a wall and then crouch down, I think it was, for like 15 seconds. And oh, then, no, I hate that stuff. And then it would, like, you know, this whirlwind would then take you off. And it's like, how on earth would you know that? Like, there's no way yeah. that you would know. And the reason they had stuff like that in was because, you know, they were selling, like, tips books and all sorts of stuff like that, you know, that people, you needed that stuff, you know, to get through it. So with Alex Kid, there was quite a lot of stuff like that, you know, which was kind of esoteric and didn't really make a lot of sense and i've still got i'm back in the uk like the manual for the game with all of my notes from like nine-year-old me like as i was playing through trying to figure things out and and i did i mean i did eventually beat the game and i think it took it took several years actually i think for me to actually uh, finally get through it and i did finally beat it and i remember i was so excited ran into the front room it was like saturday morning or something to tell my parents it's like they couldn't they couldn't they didn't care. They were just like, can you leave us alone? We're trying to sleep. This kind of thing. But I was like, this has been a massive achievement. And it's like, but they didn't care. And uh, um, yeah. That stuff with the notes on, that's treasure, James. You've mm. got to dig that out. I'd love to see that. Yeah, it's probably, you know, it's, it's, I've got boxes of this sort of nonsense from before. And uh, But yeah, it, but as I said, I still have fond memories of it because... When when I was growing up, like very few people I knew had like the NES or anything like that, and yeah. Mario was this thing which was like sort of far away, really. That was kind of the NES wasn't that big in the UK. No, I don't think it was. It was more Mega Drive. Wasn't yeah, it? I mean when I, when I, in my class, like when I, this is ridiculous, isn't it? Thinking about things like this, my class, like how 
that's like 30, 35, 40 years ago now. It's it's like everybody had like you know like Master Systems or they Master had like um, you know Ataris or you know that kind of stuff. And there's not so much. So, but there was still this idea that you know Sega needed to have some sort of like mascot kind of game. And you can see they were really, I mean, really trying to ape Mario with this, but it just wasn't as fun. It really. Oh yeah, yeah. watching the the video of it today, I was rem- uh, it, it, you go. Oh, it's a Mario clone. Mm-hmm. I see. Now, with with older eyes, you can see exactly what mm-hmm. they were going for. Was it fun? Did you have fun doing it? And I asked that because not all games are fun. Some of them feel like hard work, and I get the feeling that this might have been a job. Um, I don't know, actually. That's, that is a good question because, I mean, I think when I was younger, probably I thought it was fun because there's no, I had no frame of reference for yeah. you know, what, what something could be and how something could be a lot better um, than it was. And I did, I did enjoy it, although, you see, recently they released a DX version of the game, which was like a, okay. like a remake. I think it was in, when was it? 2020, I think it was, or 2021. And this was like, you know, with reworked graphics and, you know, everything, you know, reworked sound and everything, but still the core same game. And so I downloaded this because I was like, you know, amazing. Like, I want to, you know, relive my childhood, you know, the whole, the whole usual thing. And yeah, I played through it. I was like, yeah, this is this isn't a very good game. Like, actually, <laughs> it's 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 really not. But I still have all these memories of playing it and just you know spending time on you know the TV that was like partially broken, you know, like in in the room. You know, it's 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 childhood stuff, and you you remember that. Sort Did of thing. friends come and play with it, or, or was it was it a purely a solely a sole activity? Yeah, I mean, yeah, friends used to come over and play, but it was it was a single player game, so it was mostly yeah, yeah sitting there on your own. You know, sort of. Uh... And did you have a thing like me where you kind of drifted away from video games and came back, or were they always a constant going on? Um, kind of, I'd say. I mean, I drifted away from console games, and then I, I moved on to like PC in like in the early sort of nineties. And uh, but then I think it was with the like with the N sixty four, I went back, um, sort of you yeah. know back into consoles again because. Uh, I don't know. I've always just preferred them. It's just easier. It's, you know. That PC gaming in the early nineties, it was brilliant. Mid nineties, that was wild, right? Yeah. Suddenly, suddenly, you're, I, I remember being obsessed with EverQuest and Half Life mm-hmm. because you could play online with other people. That had always been the dream. And I remember these really glitchy games of Half Life where mm-hmm. you like spawn in the middle of mid air and you couldn't move. Oh, I loved it. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. That's that's when it started getting exciting. And it's interesting you mentioned. Um, befriending David mm. on Xbox Live because that happened quite a lot. Did you ever play Uno on Xbox yes. Live? Yeah, I played it well. With yeah. the camera? Oh, yes. <laughs> Did you ever see stuff? I saw a lot of stuff on that camera. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing. This must have been, I was at LBC, so this would have been, I guess, about 2005, mm-hmm. six, something like that. And you're playing the card game Uno. And you got your can. It's really cool because you can see the table, and there's a camera, and you could see people at home. Um, boy, oh boy! I don't want you know. It's going back to the sex talk. I, I saw, I saw both. I mean, shall we say it was like chat both. roulette, wasn't it? Like pretty much going on that game. It was like <laughs> chat roulette. And do you remember as well? The Xbox had a voice modifier. Yes. That was uh, that was very. That funny. did happen, didn't it? Yeah, I yeah. didn't dream that. You see, I, t- I see. I was part of a like from the forum that we were on. Um, there was like a whole group of people that had like set up these like clans, you know, that we because we were playing like clans. Rainbow Six. Yeah, yeah. We were playing Rainbow Six. <laughs> like we were playing like Rainbow Six Three, 
And I remember one time, like, there was this clan was set up by this guy, and there was a huge big group of people, there was about 20 or 30, you know, people from this forum on there, and there wasn't enough space, you know, for everyone to fit in. So this guy that was running it just started deleting people that he didn't want in the clan off it. And then this guy came in who was really annoyed because he'd been kicked out, but he was using what was called the Dark Master, like, voice mask, and he was like, why did you, uh, why did you kick me out of the clan? And he just, (laughs) he was just... It's ridiculous. It's really funny. <laughs> I'd forgotten about clans. Yeah. One of my favourite things, um, playing games like uh, Rainbow Six and Left 4 Dead, I'm a big, I love, I love a team kill. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love team killing. It's my favourite thing. <laughs> With Left 4 Dead, you could do it, you, the zombie game. You shoot them and they're on the floor. Mm. And you go, I'm so, so, I'm so sorry. I promise, let me, let me heal you. I promise I won't do it again. <laughs> shoot me in the back. <laughs> shoot me in the back again. Um Amazing that you became friends, though, that has lasted years and years and years Yeah, as a result of that. It is weird. It's because we've, yeah, we've sort of kept in contact over the time. We, we still played. See, we don't play online very much at all anymore. Um, right. That very rarely happens, mostly because, I mean, David's playing like FIFA all the time and stuff like that, which I enjoy as well. But I prefer the single player um, sort of approach to that. I'm not really into the online with it. And I think it's mostly because we talk on the show all the time. And it's it's yeah. all the time you get that whole thing of like you start having a conversation and Dave's like, save it, save it for, you know, for when we're on the show. It's, uh... um, do you, uh, my, my boys think it's kind of cool that I play video games. They'll come mm-hmm. and they'll come and see me playing COD. I play a lot of COD and they'll come and they'll come and see that. And I've got, you know, for this job of, of streaming and stuff, I've got pretty decent gaming mm-hmm. PC and it's got stuff on there. Um, and I say, do any of your other parents of your friends play video games? They go, no, not really. Maybe yeah. the odd game of FIFA and stuff. But I'm considered, apparently, by some of their friends, kind of cool. Because really? I play this stuff. And I'm wondering if mm-hmm. you're getting any of that cool vibe for I don't know being about, a cool gaming dad. I don't know about that. I mean, my son, because my son is really heavily into games. Like It's, it's like a big right. part of his whole sort of thing now and uh, he's I know for a fact that he's like the kid it's, it's, it's really weird isn't it because I remember growing up there was always the kid in school that had like all the games and all that kind of stuff and I that wasn't me when I was growing up and it was like you know you go over the house it's like how do they got all this stuff and then now I know that my son is probably that kid and it's just I don't know it makes me feel uncomfortable <laughs> oh, uncomfortable in what way what you're worried that people are judging him because he's got that stuff yeah maybe yeah, it's um, it's strange, but then I don't know. Kids, a lot of the kids have you know they have a lot of stuff now anyway, so it's maybe not so much of a thing. But I don't know, it's just strange because you know what? It, you remember what it was like growing up in the eighties? It was like there wasn't a lot around, you know, during that time. It was rubbish. People yeah. look back on the eighties with, oh, it must have been so good. No, it was horrible. Yeah. And the nineties for most of it, mm-hmm. miserable. Anyway, sorry, I interrupted. Yeah, so it was. It's it's strange because it's like you know he's the kid that's got all this stuff, and uh, yeah, I mean kids. What's really cool now is that like kids come over and they play like Minecraft together using like. You know, the computer and, like, PlayStation we've got and stuff like that. And then he arranged the other day this whole, like, thing with his friends in the UK, his friends in Germany, all playing together, like, oh, Minecraft, which is pretty cool. Yeah. I was I was impressed by that. It's, uh, yeah. I think that is impressive. I've said this uh, before, that during lockdown, I let my kids play Fortnite and Minecraft and Roblox. I don't really like Roblox. Pretty much as much as they wanted mm-hmm. because they were playing with their friends yeah, exactly. at a time when they couldn't go to school, they couldn't meet up with their friends. They would spend an evening playing Fortnite and laughing and joking mm-hmm. and, and, you know, doing what kids do. And I found that such a, I think it kept them sane yeah, during lockdown. 
um, is really important. We had a, we had a funny thing with that, like because with the with the class, like, I remember overhearing, like you know, but they had like those lockdown lessons, you know, with the you know, the, with, you know with the lessons, with the yeah. with the teachers and stuff, and then like the teacher was like saying to the children, like, "What are you doing this evening?" And like all these kids were just saying, like, "I'm playing Minecraft with Asha," and it was just like, <laughs> which was his name, you know? It's like it was like, all of them were saying this, and she was like, "Oh, Asha seems to be you know like creating something here." <laughs> it's like, yeah. Um. Have they? Ex- is, is he expressed an interest in YouTubing or, or doing anything online? Because that's very popular. Both my kids have got these kind of very low-level YouTube channels. Mm-hmm. They haven't done anything for a while. But but all they do is watch YouTubers. They don't watch TV or anything like that. And I wonder if that's rubbing off on your kids at all. Um, yeah, certainly with, with YouTube. Like, as in, they, they have always... I mean, my son is yeah, completely obsessed with just watching YouTube yeah. creators most of the time. He doesn't seem to be terribly interested in doing it himself. But uh, he's more... He, yeah, he's he's follows like quite a few of them, which... Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'd, I'd have to recommend uh, Brick Show Brian. Uh, he's the the guy that he followed for a long time. I don't know Brick Show Brian. He's brilliant. He sounds good. Yeah, he's great. He's so basically what he what, he's like a you know like a kids like a kids one and um yeah. he he was he used to do like Lego builds and stuff like that and then he also does gaming and things. But he did this really nice thing because we we like we when we were moving to Germany, um obviously for the kids this was quite a big big thing you know to to move to another country couldn't speak the language you know the whole thing and it it got to christmas and we did one of those like cameo kind of things from this guy um oh wow and and he 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 said this whole thing and he he we didn't even tell him very much information. We just said, "Oh, yeah, you know, we're moving to Germany. Our son's a bit, you know, a bit worried about it and everything. If you could just say something." And he did this massive long thing, like saying, "Like, you know, he was, you know, oh. saying, oh, you got, you know, you're very brave doing all this and this kind of thing.'" And he was so happy, and it was just like it's brilliant, you know, that sort of thing. Oh, well, that's magic. Yeah. Well, in that case, the double thumbs up to to Brick Show Brian. Yeah. Um, it, 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 I find the, the YouTube stuff fascinating. I'm, I'm getting into it, but I'm just watching old men, mm-hmm. generally old, bald men with beards, mm-hmm. 50% of the computer game show, taking apart Commodore 64s and recapping them mm-hmm. and resoldering them and putting in Raspberry Pis and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, David, Sean and Matt, your co-hosts, mm-hmm. they don't know you're doing this. They don't. We have kept this secret. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering what you think their reaction we're in a WhatsApp group. It's a little bit incestuous, this. Mm. We're in a WhatsApp group. And, it's, and this was going to go up on Monday mm-hmm. for the Patreons. Um, so I'm expecting an exciting message from uh, from David. What, what do you think they're going to say when they realise you've done this? Um, I don't know. I'm expecting sarcasm, you know, sort of, uh, yeah, that sort of thing. It's, I'm not really sure, honestly. <laughs> really not sure. You look really uncomfortable as I'm saying that. Yeah. I don't know. You... I always feel uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you feel uncomfortable? I don't know. It's uh, I don't really know what to make of it. It's um, I don't know. Strange. Do you ever get recognised? It's happened twice, I think. And one Weird, time right? was during lockdown, which was the weirdest thing ever because Go I on. I went for a walk in like the in like the because I, I I was living at the time like in a village like outside of it yeah. like outside of it like a city, and I was walking just you know doing your you know we were allowed to go out to, you know to we walk were allowed for, an hour yeah for like you know to walk out so I was just walking along and then this other guy like walked past me, and then he turned around and he just said do you do a podcast like that and I was like yeah and he, he was like it's, it's really good it's uh, you know and I was like thanks like that. and then that was it that's it incredible was, uh, yeah it was very strange yeah it's uh, really weird and it's one of those things where nobody would have believed that had happened but fortunately my daughter yeah. was with me and she could verify the fact that it had happened yeah how did she find it did she was that weird she thought it was cool um but it's I mean it's my wife that always just laughs about all these things she just thinks it's ridiculous it was just 
just quite funny. Does you, does you, you know, if I'm asking too, anything that's too personal, let me know. You do shows. You guys do shows where hundreds of people turn up. You get mm-hmm. thousands of downloads every week. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got a great Patreon that, that is earning a chunk of change. Do, does your family... Do they know how big it is, the computer game show? No, and I don't think I'm quite happy with it like that as well. Okay. You know, it's it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I mean, my wife knows about it, but she's she doesn't she's not really she she's supportive of me doing it, but Good. but also not uh, yeah, it's she just she likes to laugh about it all the time. So it's uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I hope you don't think I've taken the piss out of you tonight. I'm aware that happens a bit. <laughs> you know, on the computer game show, and I, I you know, I, I, this, I, I think you're you're great, and I love the show, and I think you know that you're, oh, you're the best one. Um, very quickly about being recognised, I was in a hospital today, and as I came out, Santa was walking towards me. Yeah. Right, I, I think it was the real one, and I get really excited. I went, "Hey, Santa, I hope you're all right." And he went, "Yes, I am. Get back on the radio soon, young man." <laughs> Oh my God, Father Christmas, recognise me. This is the coolest thing. Um, I looked up Alex Kidd uh, on eBay. Mm-hmm. There are some chances they're trying to sell it boxed for 150 quid. That feels expensive to me. That makes sense, though, because Go on. most people had it as the built-in game, and the actual cartridge oh. version maybe not quite so common. Um, so that's yeah. probably that's probably why. I think there may even have been a card version of it as well, because the Master System had this weird thing where you could use cartridges and cards. But uh, yeah, I'm not so you sure. know the, I think maybe the one I played it was on a card, like a little thin, like a credit yeah, card. Yeah, and they, but that only worked with the with the original version of Master System, and uh, so the, the one I had didn't play card games, uh, which was exactly the same thing. But yeah, um, it's so lovely to spend some time with you, mm-hmm. yeah, away from those other you. noisy boys. Yeah. Uh, Thank you so much for coming on the Computer Game Show podcast. It's available everywhere you get your podcasts. It's free everywhere. There is also a Patreon. Do you want to give the Patreon a little a little plugette? You can't remember, can you? I'm so sorry I put you on the spot. <laughs> I think, what is it? Is it just like patreon.com slash tcgsco, I think? Or is Look it for the Computer Game Show yeah. on Patreon. Very quickly, I want to thank my uh, Patreon producers. Um, uh, we've got, oh God, I can't read. I've, got, I've written it in a rush and I haven't got my glasses on. We've got uh, Mark Gidley. We've got Martin Warren, Craig Hannon, Sam Hughes, Harsh Singh, and executive producer Matt Stanley Evans. If you want to find out more about my Patreon, patreon.com slash Ian Lee. James, thank you so much. It's really lovely to spend some time with you tonight. Thank you for having me on. I've really appreciated it. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, 
wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.